0: You are listening to Ember Weekend, your recap of all things Ember. This is episode 45. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan
1: Jackson, and we're here to keep you in the Ember Run Loop. We're broadcasting from Raleigh, North Carolina at the Global Ember Meetup, and today's episode is called Global Ember Weekend. So yeah, Chase, we're at uh, we're in Raleigh uh, after a six-hour road trip, Ember Weekend road trip. That was pretty fun. Right, first Ember Weekend road trip. First Ember Weekend road trip. Listen uh, listened to Dune. That was pretty rad. I yeah. had a good time, um, but yeah, yeah, we're in you, like, Raleigh. Slept half the way though. I well, only the part where I didn't. I wasn't driving, of course. Of course, obviously. Yeah. Well, we're I, here. you don't know that. You don't know that. that's not necessarily obvious. We have cruise control on that bad boy. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. So we're here in in Raleigh, and we're uh. I, I, this is gonna be in the past for for our listeners, but uh, we're in here doing the Global Ember Meetup. We're going to actually do a ten minute or so spot, and uh, it's actually uh, it's live. So there's going to be a big group here in Raleigh, and then a bunch more people online in Bicmarker, and uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's super great to meet everybody here. I really appreciate um, the the warm invitation we've had from Taras and Tracy, uh, helping us get out here and and set up and stuff. So it's been really cool, and I'm really I'm really excited about just this kind of community vibe. So I just wanted to shout out and say, hey, you know, thanks, and yeah. Awesome. It's,
0: it's going to be a fun time. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you've already
1: missed it. You've already missed it, but it'll happen again, too. We're going to do another live meetup. I believe I heard yesterday that it's, it's going to be another one in like six months or so. And also uh, keep an eye out. Uh,
0: we interviewed Taras last night Ooh. a little bit. He kind of interviewed us, too, but, but we mostly interviewed Taras.
1: Yeah, that's um, right. and we're all wearing dino hoodies, which was kind of weird and awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so. very warm. Very yeah, too warm yeah, but <laughs> Raleigh's cold so I, I don't know. Yes, this is not Florida, <laughs> not not Florida at all. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have for as far as recap is concerned. But uh, we'll go right into the show now. All right, so the first story we want to talk about today is Ember Hearth. Um, we were actually asked to mention this by Ricardo Mendez or Locks, as uh, as you may know him from Slack and stuff. We've we've he, he's been a frequent uh, frequenter of the podcast for for quite some time. So yeah, uh, Ember Hearth is, the the idea behind Ember Hearth is to get a desktop client that will help you manage your dependencies so beginners can onboard more quickly. So it's an actual, like, uh, right now it's a Swift app and you can download it, put it in your applications folder, install it, and then you can just click a button and it creates your Ember app. And uh, most of this is just an interface to Ember CLI, uh, but you click a button and you can create a new Ember app and you can specify project settings and sort of, and, and that sort of thing. And then... Uh, you can actually run tests, and you can run a server. You can stop the server, all with a, a actual UI instead of having to touch the command line. So this could help lower the barrier to entry um, for new oncoming Ember developers. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, I think I think it reminds me a lot of the Tokaido project for Rails, uh, which Yehuda I want to say kickstarted um, quite a, quite a while ago, and that idea was similar. It was trying to get people onboarded quickly uh, and manage all of the, like, like try to abstract as much away so that beginners could start doing things right away.
0: Yeah. I think this would definitely be good for people who have like, you know, little command line experience and, you know, cause that is a stumbling block. A lot of times, uh, meetups, you know, people show up and they don't have no, they don't have NPM. You know, there's not really a good place to get started. And this is going to be, you know, a good way to just get started with Ember and know, like, these are the main actions you have to take.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely. And I think, I think like, like you, you, you hit the nail on the head, um, Dealing with Node alone is a big stumbling block. And I think this, this is going to kind of walk you through the steps of how to do that. I think the, the, the goal, the, the project's ambitions are to help really kind of minimize the pain for setup. It's not just command line, but that's a big part of it. It's, it's kind of like for all, you know, the whole thing, the whole stack, like dependency management and, and all that sort of thing. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Right now it's written in Swift, which um, Swift is cool. And that was written by uh, Thomas Nielsen and Kim Rowan. And uh, that's that's what it's written in now. But there is a new orphan branch on the repo uh, that is um, being written in Electron, which is pretty cool. We're, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and the people who are working on that branch right now are uh, Eric Brin, Mun 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 Mun. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kim, uh, Lox, uh, I- <coughs> Ihani. Uh, and, and I'm sure uh, several others, and they're looking for, for new developers to help kind of push this project forward and try to get some momentum on it. I think this is kind of a long-term goal, uh, from what I, from my conversation with locks, a lot of it had to do with like, these are 2016 goals. So it's kind of a long-term approach. So, um, getting in now might be a really good time to kind of start helping contribute to, you know, getting, making Ember more approachable. Um, and yeah, and it's written Electron, which is cool. I know that you're really excited about Electron. Uh, so is so is Chris Dobern, uh from our interview. So
0: oh yeah, it seems like um, everybody is.
1: Yeah, and electrons yeah. being used for so originally it was originally abstracted away to from atom from atom, right? Yeah, yeah. So is it written in TypeScript? Because I thought Adam was written in TypeScript.
0: I really don't care what it's written. <laughs> like I mean, like it, it just seems to work. Okay. Um, I like the interface so far. I I I'm really shallow in it right now. Right. But um, so far it seems really nice.
1: That's cool. I'm really excited to see the see where this project goes. I I I like uh the the effort to kind of pull new developers in and kind of push this to make it um make Ember more approachable for beginners. Um, I think there's already been you know really huge efforts made in reference to guides and making you know new resources kind of approachable. But this is kind of like taking that next step and making the actual tooling around Ember uh, a little bit more accessible to to new people so i'm i'm super excited about this and i definitely encourage you to check it out uh there is um there is a an actual forward-facing like consumer-facing uh ember.town ember hearth uh, website which will show you kind of like the basic overview and a couple screenshots of what it's doing but the repo is actually at embertown slash ember on github and there is a branch that we're going to link to in the show notes that um has kind of like a little bit more information about the, the direction that they're going forward with and the electron branch. So uh, keep an eye out for it. If you're interested in contributing, I know they're looking for developers, so definitely give it a look. So a couple
0: of weeks ago, uh, Jeffrey Biles released episode 112 of uh, Ember Screencast, and this covered uh, the last of the uh, REST adapter methods. So he apparently has, he has one one episode per method, I think we so, just yeah. covered all the methods.
1: I think he's just covered all the methods. We may have doubled up on a few of them, but I think he he now officially covered each method in a screencast, which is pretty impressive. Absolutely. Uh
0: yeah, we don't want to we don't want to steal any of his of his thunder, you know, if you if you want to check it out, you know, uh go, go to the website. Uh, it's uh emberscreencast.com.
1: Yeah, and you know, this is something that we're always excited to to mention because I think Ember Screencast is such a fantastic resource. Um I think it is paid, but there are there are free episodes as well, so um uh, definitely something to tune into and Jeffrey does such a really really good job of of producing great content. So
0: also a side note, uh, this is a, one of the free episodes. So the week after uh, episode one thirteen, which is about the JSON API adapter, uh, that one's one of the pro versions. Uh, but one twelve is actually free.
1: Cool. Yeah. So definitely check it out.
0: So we saw this on Twitter uh, this last weekend. Um, I don't remember who tweeted it, but I know that uh, Matthew Constantine uh, from Alt School is the one working on it, um, and it's Ember CLI Redux. So this is like a library that was developed more for the React space, um, but is now being kind of uh, pulled toward Ember. I know it's 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 independent of framework, so they're trying to use these patterns that w- you know were heavily used in React in Ember.
1: Yeah. So specifically in this case, I think it's it's mostly containing all state in one place, and then uh, that that allows a couple of things. It allows uh what is it step by step debugging, so you can actually or frame by frame. Like so you can time go back traveling and time. debugging time yeah. travel so you can say okay well i know the changes that happen in the, in this thing so i can apply them backwards and see the state of my app at any given point in time in history uh so that could be really useful for cer- certain debugging scenarios uh i think uh as i was going through this there's a lot of use cases where this is not really the suitable uh, solution but when it's the suitable solution it's really it's going to be awesome
0: right like we we have a friend that was doing a ember Uh, MIDI mixer, I don't know what you call that, like, sequencer.
1: Yeah, yeah, sequencer.
0: And this kind of thing, like, to save the state of the world um, by just knowing that all the state, the entire song you're making is in one place, and you can just save. And even, like, your playhead position, the volume, everything is all there. And then when you refresh the page, everything comes back the way it was. And saving things like that to, like, you know, persisting it somewhere becomes really easy.
1: Right. And and uh, the scenario that I was referring to earlier about when it might not be applicable is basically when you have something that already conforms to Ember norms. So, you know, very route heavy, uh route driven templates and like the state is being contained in the in the URL as much as possible, but something like a sequencer where there's a lot of state that's kind of implied or implicit, uh or or like uh ephemeral, maybe is the right word, where it just kind of like pops into existence and then oh yeah, well, well like
0: Anything where you're going to have that URL that, like, when you try to share it, you know, it's like a URL of like a hash of all the state, so that somebody somebody can come and see the exact same state. Um, that that hash can be generated from something like this, where you have all the global state, you you serialize it to something, encode it, put it in the URL, and somebody else can like go to that URL and de, you know and deserialize all of that state, put it in, and be in the exact same spot. Yeah, so, um,
1: exactly, and I, I think that's like. I don't know that's going to be a super valuable thing to to certain use cases. Uh certain use cases are going to like this is really going to shine. Uh but it's really even even if it's even if it's not that. It's interesting to see that more people are exploring the data layer space and like how to in, how to how to use and utilize uh different strategies around that data layer. I think that's really cool. That's exciting. So it's cool to see, definitely something to check out. Um and uh and i know the readme is like very extensive so it's still alpha it's still listed as alpha software so you know maybe maybe uh, really investigate before you use it in a production app but uh the readme is very involved and it seems like there's a lot of momentum in the project so uh take a look at it and see if uh, maybe it fits your project so about a week and a half ago uh tom dale released a new quest uh pr for fastboot and it's called the road to fastboot 1.0 uh in it there is a lot of um a lot of like Blockers that are listed out, like things that are causing problems with a 1.0 release, and uh, the idea here is that this is going to be the basically the roadmap. These are the things that they're going to hit one after the other, after the other, to get fastboot ready for you know ready for prime time. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I know that there's there's a few things that uh, that are going to be pretty like, going to be harder than than other things, uh, but it's still really exciting to see that that we're finally at the point where we're starting to think about a 1.0 release. Uh, even though there's a lot of work to be done, it's still like uh, there's still a, a vision, and we're kind of going towards that. So I'm really excited about Fastboot for for a multitude of reasons. I mean, I, Ember Weekend I want to see on Fastboot. I want to see uh, I want to see Fastboot become more uh, involved in the ecosystem. So uh, it's definitely really interesting. Uh, the 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 road the quest has a lot of comments on it. Um, so it's worth getting in there and chiming in on. On things that you think you can help with, if you're interested in doing that, or you know, if you start exploring FastBoot, you can come here and and verify things that are, um, that are gonna be problematic or uh, were problematic for your own experience. So it, it it could be a good place to look if you wanna if you wanna help out. And then yeah, there's some there's some other things that are kind of uh, loosely related to this. Um, Ember Ajax has, re- has reached a, a beta two two point point dash beta two. And I know that a lot of what this has to do with is uh, making Ember Ajax work kind of across Fastboot. So you could, it, it know, it'll know how to handle when it's not uh, using the browser fetch sort of thing. Um, and there, there's, a, there's a lot more information there. Uh, we're gonna link to the PR for the beta two, so that you can take a look at all of the uh, information around Ember Ajax. But I think there's a lot of exciting work there too. And that's also thinking a lot about Fastboot
0: yeah, and also uh, just this morning, um, so it's Saturday right now, so just this morning, Katie tweeted uh, that she had the preliminary uh, uh, Ember, Ember CLI Fastboot support in Ember Tri.
1: Yeah, and, and how, how is that actually working? Because I, I know that the testing is not actually being executed I, as, as far as I understand. So uh, it's a build process?
0: Yeah, like, um, like it was something, there was a, a large portion of the add-ons would just fail to build, like the project would just fail to build for Fastboot. So the way Fastboot actually works um, and I got hung up on this the other day. Um, when you build with Fastboot, it builds like a Fastboot dist. Um, and then that Fastboot dist is what happens, what the Express server hosts. But, when it, but then when it serves the index, the index requests the, the, the builds from dist. So it's funny, if, if you actually build like straight up like new, new an app, install ember Fastboot, build it, nothing will work because you haven't built for uh, like normal web. Um, but anyway, uh, that initial build of Fastboot is the part that would, it would just fail like most of the add-ons will just cause it to fail and we, we've seen this uh trying to build every weekend for fast boot got to fix a couple little things here and there um there's there's other hurdles like obviously w- once you get past that initial uh build you also have to be able to like maybe request because this is this is mostly targeted at add-ons um so th- you're not going to be doing this for a website like um th- it, with try you know yeah well um, so
1: many add-ons need to be really thinking about fast boot if if you like I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on add-on authors to try to make their, um, make their add-ons fast-boot compliant. Yeah. And I think this is just another tool for them to kind of get on board with that. Right. And, and, and Ember the, itself, too. I mean, Ember Data, for instance. I mean,
0: yeah. Was, and, the, and the first step was just getting the things to build. Uh, right. The second thing is, you know, maybe having a dummy app that serves, uses that add-on in some way and serves it. Yeah. Um, without crashing because we would just get 500s like yeah. um, right now the, w- the way we are because we're using Mirage in production. We're doing some stupid things but like... that's <laughs> no, not um, stupid. Come on. It's, well, the, the it's issue is like with Mirage is, is like, you know, it's using XML HTTP sure. request mm-hmm. or the fake one, right? Fake XML HTTP request right. and like obviously you don't need to be doing that in, in Node land so we've got to architect some things differently in order to get fast food support um, and, you know, various add-ons have to do different things like some add-ons just need to just turn off completely like Liquid Fire just... Turn it off. Like you're right. never gonna, you know, render the animation in fast Land, So that one's easy. Just kind of disable it. But other ones have to do like special things, like mm. use the node version of some library versus uh, something else. And it's uh, so actually the the thing that I ended up breaking in Pretender uh, was they were using a uh, a link. And there's a trick where if you wanted to parse an H, uh, a URL, you just create a DOM element, uh, an a tag, and then you set the href to the URL. And the DOM APIs can like do tricks like parse out everything and then you're like okay you get a cheap parser like people will like will name that a parser um and they were doing that and that would obviously break in node land so right. i had to go in and like in order to try and get this working pull in like some url support library um but still it's still not gonna work that's not the way forward for us but
1: right but there's there's a lot of work to be done basically in in fast food land but i think i think there's finally like maybe a light at the end of the tunnel like with the quest the quest story
0: yeah, uh, in this in this case, it's like just just having like so in in the case of Mirage, just having it know to turn itself off right. is all the support it
1: needs to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, check out the Road to Fastboot 1.0. Um, we're going to link to it. Uh, it's issue 98 on the Ember CLI Fastboot uh, repo, uh, and then we're also going to link to Ember Ajax, uh, the um, beta two, and then uh, probably something something on Ember Try. I I don't I don't think I know the version yet. I just saw the tweet this morning, so. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a version. We'll link to the to the tag if we can if we can do that. So uh, definitely look forward to all that stuff. Fastboot is uh, fast approaching, and uh, I am super excited about it.
0: Yeah, totally ready for this. I, and it'd be really nice to have uh, metadata served so that we could do Twitter cards and yeah, stuff for yeah. Ember Weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It'd be awesome. We got a lot of work to do.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. To Ember Weekend. If you'd like to follow along, visit us at Emberweekend.com.
1: or you can find us at Ember Weekend, all one word on Twitter, or subscribe via RSS.
0: I'm Chase McCarthy
1: and I'm Jonathan Jackson and we'll see you next weekend.